Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Can you believe we did the prayer series for six months, Dr. Peter Kapsner and I, every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time, talked about prayer. And I think it was really a good focus during uh, six months of the COVID pandemic that we got inward and we focused on uh, growing our prayer life, which I know everybody was interested in hearing more about. But today we are going to bring it to a conclusion and uh, so Dr. Peter Kapsner and I, Peter's on the line. Peter, welcome. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, yeah. it's been an incredible six months, hasn't it? I, I don't think either one of us thought uh, when we set out that it might go this long, but it became pretty clear pretty quickly when we opened the box on prayer that there were just so many different uh, rivers in which we could swim with different guests. And boy, we had a lot of good guests that time, too. And it was interesting the way the guests had a common thread for most of them. And they said, I have a hard time struggle with my prayer life. There were a couple that stuck out that said, nope, I don't have any problem with my prayer life. But for the majority, I think it represents a lot of people that say my prayer life ebbs and flows a little bit, and I could use some encouragement. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why, even part of why we stayed in it as long as we did, is that as that theme began to emerge, we thought, wow, I'm not sure what else we could talk about. And I'm sure there are other topics, but this would be in the top of the list, wouldn't it, in terms of helping equip people and and ourselves included. You and I know we benefited as well as we listened and and talked to these guests. There were things that they said that were pretty ready out of the box in terms of being able to implement them that week in my own prayer life. And that was just absolutely delightful. Yeah. I'm going to ask you at some point in the hour if there was anything that really, really stuck with you. I won't put you on the spot right now, but start thinking about that. We've got a, a whole bunch of clips from the last six months of some of the guests. We had uh, such an enjoyable time talking to them and getting their insights on prayer, praying with them. And we also want to open up the uh, text line for anybody who has a specific prayer request. Uh, We do want to be praying for you. We want to know what's on your heart, what the burden is, how we can stand alongside you. Uh, You can send me uh, a comment if you like on the prayer series. You can send a prayer request, 877 933-2484, 933-2484, And Peter, we had a number of uh, guests on the show, and the first guest I want to uh, play a clip of talked about surrender, um, and that was Anne Graham Lotz. You remember that time we had with her it was just absolutely lovely. The second half hour of that show was one of the one of the most memorable ones I I. I've had since I've been here. Yeah, no. And and when she spoke of surrender, you could tell it was somebody who had experience with surrender, right? It, it kind of just bled out of her a life that had points of, of very clear surrender and difficult moments of her life. But it was also a lifestyle that she practiced. It, it was a daily kind of surrender that reminds me uh, of Paul saying things like, I die daily. This is a I get up and do this even if I don't see the circumstances needed. I'm still going to surrender today. And, and she did it as just sort of the fabric of her life. It was really compelling. I agree. Let's uh, refresh our memories with a little uh, segment from when we had Anne Graham Lotz on our prayer series. It's when you surrender 
and you just let the Lord have everything on your life, that's when the fullness of the blessing comes. And there's a peace, and you're no longer trying to struggle against God's will. You're not trying to insist that he do such and such for you, or he answer your prayer just the way you're praying, and you're angry when he doesn't. You're, you're, you're just rest and you're relaxed and um, no longer giving excuses, no longer uh, telling him what to do. <laughs> you just, you're, you're silent and you're still. And I, I learned that from the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 1, if you remember, he was on the Isle of Patmos and he had this incredible vision of Jesus. And when he did, it said he fell at his feet as though dead. And I've never seen a dead man move, so he was still, never heard a dead man speak, so he was silent. And I think it was that full surrender that Paul describes in Galatians 2.20, that, um, therefore, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And and when there's that surrender, um, then you just, you, uh, it's like crossing the Jordan and coming into the promised land. <laughs> You're in the place of blessing, you know. As, and Jesus said in John 12 that when that grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies and it's crushed, um, then it springs up and bears much. You know, you have a, a head of wheat that has many, many little seedlings on it. And and so when we die to ourselves and surrender everything to the Lord, that's when you know He can raise us up to be fruitful and our lives count. They're meaningful. Um, and we're not wasting them, and he's pleased with us. And you know what can I say? But I, but it I may come back to the fact that the person who's struggling with surrender needs to um, go all the way back to their relationship with God. That God is a good God, you know. And I think doubting His goodness will keep you from surrender. Hmm. And um, and God is a good God, and He loves everybody who's listening. I can tell you, He loves you his eyes on you. He wants to draw you close to his heart. He wants to wipe away your tears. He wants to be there when you get that bad news. He wants to walk through that valley with you. I I know. I I know. He's done that for me. So amazing. She was such a great guest. And surrender is really a battle term, isn't it, Peter? It, It really is, Bill. I find myself sometimes knowing that I need to surrender, but somehow unable to do it on my own. So there's almost this pre, you know, this pre pre prayer, right? Help me surrender uh, so that I can surrender. And, and, and in those places, I think what she said at the end was among the most compelling things that she said in the entire program, which is that idea of if, if you don't have a picture of a good God who is for you, who delights in you and, and will bring that peace, it's really difficult to want to surrender. But to the extent you begin to walk out life with that very good God, it doesn't mean life isn't going to bring its series of trials and troubles. Of course, it's going to do that. But but God's presence strengthens us in the midst of those things because he is so good. And because that's true, over time, that surrender becomes a little bit easier because you, you do trust in that good God. Well, wouldn't you say that the initial surrender that a person would have would be the uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in their life that leads them to salvation? That would be the initial surrender. For sure. And then yeah. after, after that, I think God really demands that we surrender the, the totality of ourselves to him. You know, yeah, it says I, in Romans, uh, I'm talking over you. I'm sorry. I usually I don't do so that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> In Romans, it says, you know, do not offer any part of yourself uh, to sin as an instrument of of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. That that is a a totality of surrender. 
It is. I mean, it doesn't leave a lot of room, right? It's not like you just surrender a little piece of it here and there. I'll, I'll surrender my vocation or I'll surrender my my marriage relationship or I'll surrender my kids. It, there, it, It's an all or nothing proposition. And, and I think sometimes I might underestimate that from time to time in the kingdom where I, I, I sort of want my faith and I want my life at the same time. And, and that's not the invitation. And thank goodness it's not the invitation, Bill, because when you do respond to the work of the Spirit and that initial surrender, there is a kingdom that opens to you in different kinds of ways of which this world simply can't compete. But but if you live in that competitive life between the idolatry of this world and trying to walk out life with Jesus, you'll forever be torn. And so to just give it all up, as Anne Graham Lotz has done and, and clearly talked about, is not an easy process. And, and in some ways, I think it's a lifetime process. But to the extent you do it, there is the benefit of the peace of the kingdom that comes. Mm-hmm. And could we um, summarize surrender in Galatians 2.20? I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's a life of surrender. It, it is. It, it gives me chills when you read that, because that really is the idea of the mysterious, though real partnership that we begin to live with, with an actual God who dwells in in ways that we can't see, but is very real, dwells with and in and through us. And so the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God, and, and I'm, I've been crucified with Him. That's a claim that, uh, boy, it's not an easy claim to make, but once you say yes to that idea, again, a new kind of life begins to appear. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a little break, but but I want to put in the minds of all of our listeners that we are going to continue our series. We're going to start a new series in June, but for all of May, we're going to do um, something different every week. So we're looking for your input. What would you like Peter and I to cover? So if you have a, a great idea, let me know what it is, 877-933-2484, 877-933-2484. Eight four. We're continuing our wrap-up of our prayer series, which we did for six months. We loved it. We hope that you loved it. We've got some clips from some of our favorite guests coming up. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the prayer series. We're concluding it today, Dr. Peter Kapsner and I. Uh, we do want to get your suggestions if you have something you'd like us to discuss in May. We're going to do a different topic every Wednesday throughout May, and then we're starting a brand new series in June. So uh, let me know what it is. First, a uh, listener said, would you please have Dr. Kapsner answer, why is water wet and what are shadows made of? There you go. <laughs> Boy, I have a whole week to prepare. I, I might be able to come up with something. <laughs> That's we really do need the suggestions, don't we, Bill? Like you, you and I are working off of an entirely blank slate for oh, yeah. for one week from now. Yeah. Let's just say we're out of ideas at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. We really need the listeners right now. <laughs> yeah, but we had so much fun with Eric Tonis. Uh, we uh, oh, we yeah. just we, he's one of our favorites, and he talked about prayer in the local church. And I thought he had a very uh, funny illustration about. Uh, a person who was praying, but it turns out she was really doing it from her heart, and that moved him in a way. Let's let's hear from Dr. Eric Thomas. I love the local church, and I love that we practice spiritual disciplines together. 
but I've some so come to appreciate the way they interrelate with one another. So it's not prayer and then word and then yeah. fellowship and then missions and, and evangelism. It's it's this beautiful amalgam of all these things interrelatedly working. So I'll never. So we were praying one time in our church years ago, and a man started asking for prayer for something that I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> and I didn't say anything, but I'm thinking to myself, oh, come on, man. That's just like one of the 30 <laughs> things on my list of things to do. We don't need to pray about this. People are dying without Jesus, and you're asking us to pray about this little administrative thing in your life. You can't. And I was really judgmental. And and we went to prayer. And a woman in my church, a godly woman in my church, Mindy Price, she starts praying. She's the first one. And she said, Lord, thank you for the way this dear brother just reminded us that you care about even the little things in our lives. You have the hairs of our head numbered, and there's nothing that we're concerned about that isn't a concern of yours. Daggers of conviction in my heart. <laughs> I was so convicted by my attitude. And so so we're praying, but Mindy Price is rebuking me with her loving, godly spirit toward this brother and this, this knowledge of God. So and we're praying, but I'm being rebuked. I'm experiencing a level of church discipline in that moment through Mindy's example. I'm I'm being um, encouraged by her example, and and I'm experiencing fellowship. So we're not just praying; we're we're being the church together. Anytime we gather like that, and so sitting and listening to a sermon, I should be prayerful, saying, "Lord, what do you want me to learn, Lord?" That their sister over there looks really sad. Would you use the word right now to encourage her? That that prayer doesn't stop when we're doing word or word when we're doing prayer or fellowship when we're doing anything. So that interrelatedness of church life has been, become something I've learned to deeply appreciate. Oh, don't we love Dr. Eric Taunus? We've nicknamed him T-Dog, and uh, he is just a blast, isn't he? He really is. He's so rich and, and deep with his thinking, and that he's so accessible and personable and real about it. He, when when he talks about being convicted and and those daggers of conviction, I love that phrase. You, you know, he means it. You know that when he was confronted w- with the simplicity of a prayer, uh, as if there's different grades of prayer, right? Like God gives an A or a B or a C or a D, and and that of course is not the case and and yet i think sometimes we treat prayer where we do grade it and and we grade it out and and here's this beautiful woman who is just coming with the simplicity of her life and uh and boy oh boy that was a lovely invitation to all of us yeah i really like that all right we've got some interesting uh suggestions peter coming in already i want to just throw a couple of out uh at you right now one was i enjoy the prayer series and would like to suggest the next topic, was thinking about a series on witnessing to unbelievers and sharing our faith. We've been called to do so, but many Christians do not do so, possibly due to lack of understanding and knowledge on said topic. Boy, wouldn't that be a good one? I, I just, be... I'd, Yeah, I, I think you'd probably share the same, same thought that of the believers we know, it's not like we know that many believers that just feel like, gosh, I've got this evangelism thing all dialed in, and it's not an issue at all, right? I, yeah. I think we do feel uncomfortable with it, so that's yeah. a great idea. Well, that would be—we'd call Dr. Jerry Root for that one. For sure we would. Yeah, I'm thinking out loud right now, and I think I'm in yeah, the middle I, of my I, show. I agree with I your thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> all right, another one, Anne said, love the prayer series, maybe for May, choose four theologies that tend to be divisive among Christians. They're biblical, but are, they're not salvation issues. 
uh, way and when to baptize, the Lord's Supper, frequency, etc. Teach us how to navigate them. Yeah, that, that would be exciting. That's a lot of work for you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tapping out early on that one, Bill. I know that. No, those, those would be great ones. I, I'm always compelled by the idea that the Bible is absolutely authoritative, but clearly people have interpreted it differently over the years, so not necessarily... You know, how, how do you how do you navigate that where not every interpretation is going to be authoritative? And, and how do we live in peace together in the midst of that? Those are some pretty big topics that would be exciting, too. Yeah, I hope you're taking notes because I'll send you some of these because you're going to have to weigh in on this significantly because you're the theological research guy. Yeah, I, I just cleared my calendar for the next 148 hours. Good, so good. Should be all set. Bridget yeah. said maybe about we talk about pride versus humility. I find pride to mm. be the most subtle and easily disguised sin. I'd appreciate hearing some dialogue between the two of you about this. Boy, that's really true. I just got a quote from some friends of mine here uh, in the last day or so that says, it's from Thomas Merton, and and it speaks to this pride idea, where he says, the beginning of love is to let those we love be themselves, not twist them to fit our image. Otherwise, we love only the reflection of ourselves we find in them. And and I could read that probably three or four different times, but the the subtlety that, that it it was Bridget, right, was referencing of pride. I think it does bleed into our lives in pretty significant ways, even in how we treat those closest to us, um, where they need to be kind of meet our expectations in, in order for us to be favorable with them. And, and that's the pride thing. Just right, I, I think we could probably talk about 20 things in, in 20 weeks about pride on that. Yeah. Another suggestion, Peter, could you do a show on why God seems to bless some people so abundantly, mm-hmm. despite things that they have done or are doing? And having the next person struggle their whole lifetime, not being blessed abundantly and trying to keep the faith, even though they keep on being pounded down. Right. I I think I just had a student, Bill, in the last couple of weeks who I want to say it was maybe a a second or third or even fourth significant loss in their life that it just seems to pile on, right, on on one person. And I think that our listeners could probably think of those one or two people or families that they know where— somehow something just got piled on. And then on the flip side, somebody you think that have no business experiencing any measure of peace and prosperity in this world, just given their lifestyle or or how they conduct themselves, seems to be in a very different space. So that's a great topic. Mm -hmm. And then we had on the program during our prayer series, Beth Guckenberger, and we always want Beth on simply because her last name is so fun to say. (laughs) And who doesn't enjoy saying that? You know, Beth Guckenberger. Um, so she wrote a book on beginning with amen, which means so be it. So you're releasing control of the prayer at the very beginning. And I thought she had a fascinating um, uh, take on this. And let's hear from Beth Guckenberger. And I laid in bed that night. And I was just trying to think about the other things in my life that I might be wasting emotional energy on, that God might actually already be putting into motion a solution. And what would it look like for me to trust him instead of, wrestle or fight against circumstances or worse yet against him. And the only word I could say in that moment of recognition was amen. I just I just kept saying amen, which basically means so be it. And I just I just kept taking a deep breath like amen, amen, amen. <laughs> and and the and the more that I said that word, the more I don't know. Sometimes I say the word felt like it was pregnant. Like it just, it created this space. And in that space, I began to pray the way I normally do. Like I confess my sins and ask for stuff. And then at the end of that prayer, I acknowledged who I was talking to, which was Jesus. And I was like, oh, dear Jesus. 
And I, I like kind of looked up for my prayer and realized I had inverted it. I had started with the word amen and I had ended with dear Jesus. And I mean, that's been like 15 years ago. And that's, that's now how I pray all the time. And some days the only word I pray is the word amen. And it's just like code word between God and I of like, I know you're sovereign and I know you've got it, whatever it is bugging me on today. And I'm going to just trust you that in this moment that I don't even know how to pray, like, so be it. Like it's, it's now back into your hands. If I took it from your hands, I'm so sorry. Cause you're, you're in charge and I trust you. So that, that word I say all day throughout every circumstance, um, and amen for me is like a spiritual recalibration. And that was from Beth Guckenberger. We sure had fun with her, didn't we, Peter? And Peter's gone. And I'm not sure where Peter went. That's okay. Oh, no, Peter, Peter's back. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just musing uh, out loud, but into uh, apparently a muted microphone for yeah. Beth Guckenberger. And yeah, she was great. Again, a, a person who when she talked, she she was not talking from just a theological idea. That This was her life. She had so many stories referencing her her life with God in prayer. And I, I sent that, um, that, that taped episode to uh, many people just related to the idea of starting with amen. I hadn't ever considered that before until she came on and talked about the significance of that to just start there. And, and, and again, another way to think about prayer that kind of gets us out of the box of sometimes how we do it and think about it. Mm-hmm. One of the guests that said something that really refocused my prayer life was Daniel Henderson, who talked about having your prayer life be scripture-fed and spirit-led. So we always start by praying scripture to God, and that sets the tone because uh, you have to figure out who's going to start the conversation. And when you're praying scripture back to the Heavenly Father, it starts to uh, start the conversation where he does the talking and you do the worshiping and the praising. And then Daniel said, by the time I get to my petitions, after 20, 30, 40 minutes of of worship, scripture-fed, spirit-led worship, I seem to, can't remember what my petitions were. Yeah, that was one of those moments where somebody made prayer very accessible in a different way again. Uh, I remember thinking to to pray through these things and the way that he described it, and I believe it was him that pointed out how many different just flat prayers there are within Scripture that Paul offers, right? right? And, yeah. and and so there was there was a way that he worked through that. I remember the episode, we just went phrase by phrase, and it really was an was intriguing way to, again, uh, enter into the prayer life. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break, but when we come back, we would love to hear your uh, recommendations. We're going to have uh, four different topics in May. Then in June, Peter and I are going to start a new series We'd love to hear what you would like us to discuss. We're going to do a different topic every week in May, and we're so happy to take your suggestions. 877-933-2484. Be right back.
Welcome back. We're talking about our prayer series, which is coming to a conclusion today. Uh, Peter Kapsner and I have enjoyed this so much. I'm almost, Peter, starting to feel a little weepy about this because I, I have <laughs> loved every conversation we've had with our guests. Truly. I, it's it just going back through these clips again. It makes me feel like we're just right back in studio with it, the guest and going through that, right? Yeah, no kidding. And we're getting some great suggestions. Really, some listeners are giving us some amazing ideas to consider. But let's go to uh, a clip we had from our friend Jay John, and he talked about evangelism and how prayer means caring and sharing. He is uh, an evangelist from the UK. I think he's like the uh, Billy Graham of the UK. And we called him and said, would you like to be on the program? He said, I'd love to. I don't have time for two months. I go, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put you on the schedule. We'll get you booked. So let's hear a clip from Jay John. Uh, The guy who brought me to faith he said to me he said now he said he said john what you need to do now is you need to come for prayer and bible study uh, on a wednesday night and i said oh okay and then he said to me now and on saturdays you need to come out <laughs> onto the streets <laughs> and we're going to evangelize people so i said oh uh, what does that mean? And he said, well, we introduce other people to Jesus. So I said, okay. And then he says, on Sunday, we go to church and we worship God and uh, and we need to do that. So I said, okay. Um, it was just, that's what he said to me. I've got to do Wednesdays, Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> so I, I, I came to Christ on a Tuesday. The next day I went to a discipleship class where I began to learn about prayer, where I began to learn about the Bible. But then straight away, a few days later, on the Saturday, I was out in the streets in London talking to people about Jesus. And then on the Sunday, I was worshipping the Lord. And, and I think there's a, there's a big connection between praying, caring, and sharing. I don't think you can just pray. You pray... And there's a consequence to that prayer. And I think it leads to caring and sharing. I think Jay John left a pretty big impression on me. I would assume he did on you as well, Peter. He did. He was just one story after another, every one of which was compelling as he talked about it. And uh, boy, to have an opportunity to speak with him again, given his experience and what he's seen, would, would be a, a really fun thing. Because he just, again, he, he's so personable. And, and with somebody with that kind of accent, right, you just, you just trust him immediately because of it. Well, he's 10% smarter than us when he pulls yeah. out that accent. At least he is, at, at bare bones minimum. <laughs> All right. Um, and then your friend, Raleigh Washington, when he joined the program, uh, I think we were um, so charmed by him. I know I was. And, of course, you've known Raleigh for a long time. I think he – didn't he marry you and Hallie? He did. Yeah. yeah, he did. We met him some 30 years ago and, and a pretty remarkable man. Yeah, and Raleigh was uh, at one point involved with Promise Keepers. Is that right? He was. He was an inner city pastor for a number of years after coming out of the military and quite a few stories out of that. And, and from that place of doing reconciliation within a very wealthy community and a very impoverished community in inner city Chicago, he got involved. Uh, he got to meet uh, Coach McCartney and got involved with the Promise Keepers ministry and eventually was the president of Promise Keepers as well. Mm-hmm. And he gave gave us a, a very beautiful illustration of the discipline and time he spent praying with his wife which was just lovely. Let's hear from uh, Pastor Raleigh Washington. In my years in ministry, uh, especially 
operating in a sensitive area of reconciliation, uh, racial reconciliation, reconciliation between Jew and Gentile. Uh, uh, I have found that uh, uh, I don't know where I would be. I don't know what kind of success I would have had uh, if it had not been for faithful prayer and uh, seeing God answer prayer and responding. Uh, right now, I am in the third day of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we've been praying for family members and friends and ministry and what's happening in our uh, toxic, divided world today. Uh, we pray for our president. We pray for the incoming president. We pray for things that's happening. And, and so it's been exciting. Right now, I'm excited for, for, for lunchtime. I'm excited for uh, mealtime, to spend some time with Paulette, even though we're here every, uh, uh, all day with one another at the house. There's just something exciting now about this appointment that we have three times a day that we eat and talk to one another, then together we talk to the Lord. It has been powerful, and I tell you, it has been exhilarating, and uh, God answers prayer. Uh, and I just uh, agree with Coach Mack, the most misunderstood and underestimated power in the body of Christ is the power of prayer. Boy, doesn't he speak the truth. I think among the many compelling things in, in my life about Raleigh and his wife, Paulette, both is Raleigh, I, I believe, has just uh, turned right around 82 years old. And, and he has truly seen uh, some of the most significant misery that you can see in this world. And, and he has experienced the heights of power and success and, and up and down and all of that. And yet he's as anchored of a person as I met. And he's as passionate about his journey with God as is Paulette. Uh, as he was when he started. And and so when you think about somebody like Paul saying that I want to run the race and, and I want to finish well, I, I want my life to be poured out as a drink offering, right? Raleigh and Paulette both are, are living examples of, of people now heading into their 80s and they're as vibrant as in their faith as they were all those years ago when I first met them. And and I think prayer is that which sustains that, that life of vibrancy for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, he was a amazing guest. I so enjoyed uh, having him on. Um, got another nice topic, Peter. Jill said, uh, how about Jesus as Lord? We hear lots about Jesus as Savior, but what about Jesus as Lord? And she cites Romans 10, 9, 12, and 13. Yeah, I, I, I'm always compelled by a quote from Dallas Willard where he says uh, that it's one thing to, to look towards Jesus because you need the blood of forgiveness. And, and that is not unimportant. Obviously, that, that is the heart of why Jesus came and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. But, but how often we only look for that peace, that blood of forgiveness, and we think somehow then uh, we can postpone, in the words of Willard, our obedience to him as Lord. And, and that's really the point, is that uh, the, the point of our faith is to say yes to following Jesus, to, to respond, as you said earlier in this program, to the invitation of the Spirit into the new life available only in Jesus. And in so doing, we're not just simply asking to have our sins forgiven, though we are clearly asking for that. Uh, we are saying yes to an entirely different kind of life. And, and that goes back to what Anne Graham Lotz was saying at the very start of this episode, where then it's a life of surrender, where you are Lord and I am not. But when you begin to see that God is actually a good God who is for us and, and is bringing wholeness and peace and love in increasing ways in our lives, 
uh, even in the midst of the sorrow of this present darkness, uh, th then you begin to trust him as Lord in that. So this would be a really interesting topic about how to, oh, and I don't know about your life, but I, I know the journey of moving from, from a, a divided heart to an increasingly undivided one where I, I'm not serving many lords, just a singular lord. Mm -hmm. But the, the call is to serve him and receive him as Lord and Savior. I heard uh, Tim Keller say this, but I'll personalize it for you. If you come to my house and knock on the door, not that you would, or not that you'd be invited, but yeah, <laughs> I couldn't say to you, come in, Peter, stay out, Kapsner. Yeah. Because you're, yeah, right. you're, the entire package, the entire person comes in. So you can't say, I, I want you to be my Lord, but let me, uh, I want you to be my Savior, but I'll be in charge of the Lord part. And Jesus yeah, says, doesn't work. I'm a complete package. I want, I want to be your Lord and your Savior. Yeah, it's well said. That would be, I think, a really good topic to get into. Some of the nuances of that would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> when I open up the text line for people to make suggestions, they're not all serious, which is, you know, kind of amusing <laughs> to me, but we'll talk about which this. Which I love, yes. Yeah, which we'll talk about this a little bit later. But <clears throat> if you have an idea for a topic, because we're going to do four different topics in May, and that's as early as next week. So let us know. We're going to make a decision early, and we're going to do research study, and we're going to talk about a topic. We want to get input from you, 877-933-2484. Then in June, or maybe if this thing goes nuts, we'll do this for two months, but then we're going to start another series. We had our Salvation Series, which ran, I think, about five or six months, and our prayer series lasted about five or six months. So it's a, a real opportunity to do a deep dive into a topic, and so far it's been great. I've loved it. Yeah, it's, it's so fun, and it's so fun to think about the listeners driving the topics, right? So often you come to radio, and, and you are going to listen to the topics, and, and I think Faith Radio, we do a great job of bringing really relevant, mindful, applicable topics to people's lives. But but how fun would it be to be able to drive an entire series for a bit based on some of the listener feedback? Because I, I think once we open up these boxes of the possibility of topics, it, it really can explode in some ways that would be really fun to respond to. Mm-hmm. And our, our good friend, Dr. Randy Newman, when he came on, um, he, he's always an, a very interesting guy who thinks about things very differently. And um, I have enjoyed him. He was our first guest on the Salvation Series. They gave us an illustration of a diamond and all the different uh, facets of the diamond. And that's how we looked through our, our salvation. And he gave us another uh, little gem uh, during our prayer series. Let's hear it now, Dr. Randy Newman. I think of the prayer that Jesus gave us to pray in Matthew 6, what we very often call the Lord's Prayer. And so it starts with a focus on God, and it, and it spends quite a bit of time um, on focusing on God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so prayer starts by getting a proper picture of who God is. And... Um, then it drives us to uh, see who we are, um, and then it drives us for us to be asking God to do work in us to make us more like him. And, you know, prayer goes in so many different directions. It goes with praise. It goes with confession. It goes with intercession. Um, it's, it's such a, uh, a full-orbed experience. What prayer is, we start seeing what God has already started doing in us, and we see the gifts and abilities he's given us, and, and how beautiful it is that we're made and we're created in the image of God. But at the same time, we see um, our failings, our sins, our rebellion, our, how, how, how our hearts 
are drawn to other gods thinking they're going to satisfy us and so it's um well it's coming into the light uh, and and we see ourselves more clearly cuz we're we're standing before God and asking him to reveal us to ourselves Dr. Randy Newman always a pleasure to have on the show um Peter I know you've enjoyed Randy as well he's uh, got a very f- funny sense of humor and um very interesting guy yeah, he really is. I think one of the unique things that I that I enjoy with him is his background within his his Jewish life growing up and how he has brought and not foregone his Jewish life. He's brought his Jewish life into his Christian faith, not unlike the disciples that would have said yes to following Jesus as Jews, but then claimed that he was Lord, as as you and I were talking about earlier. Randy has done that and and when he talks about the Lord's Prayer that way, and it starts out with our Father, and in the original language, it's the idea of our Abba or our Daddy, and and he would be somebody who would have both sides of the coin in the sense that the God of the Old Testament was present among his people, but he was he was pretty removed oftentimes behind maybe the veil and the temple and the Holy of Holies, and, and only certain people had direct access to God in that way. And so when Jesus is making this this profound move in in the Lord's Prayer, to say our father, our daddy, our Abba. He, he's speaking of an intimacy and a familiarity in which we are invited. And Randy is that kind of person who, when he speaks, there is that familiarity with, with God. He clearly has been on a really full-blooded journey uh, of faith that encompasses both the Old and the New Testament. So he's pretty compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Peter, here's another suggestion that came in, how God uses wars to bring his people through with glory and how that may apply to some of the issues of today. There can be so much hope in trials, but it's so easy to focus on the bad. God is king, and a series on the Bible stories of victory would be incredibly uplifting. Yeah, there's. I think so often in our lives, right, Bill, we, we have to have the long game in mind. And I think it's really understandable when we're in the midst of really difficult circumstances that we get sucked in by those circumstances. And, and this isn't to, to deny the circumstances that are rough in life. But it is to say and have a mindset towards the future and the hope. That, that was the very purpose for which John wrote his revelation. The, the apocalyptic language of our final book in the Bible was actually a pretty common way of writing back among the ancient Jews. There was about 300 different apocalypses. But what they all had in common was the idea of stay strong in the midst of persecution, stay strong in the midst of trial, because there is a, an assured victory coming. So live in the assurance of the future as you deal with the pain and the suffering of today. And, and I think that message, where we keep our eyes fixed on the horizon, even while we, we deal with, with pain and sorrow, is a really important message for all of us. All right, we're going to take a little break. If you have a suggestion, uh, let us know what it is. We're going to do uh, four different topics in May, and we are open to doing what you suggest. So let me know, 877-933-2484. I'm going to take a little break. Dr. Peter Kapsner is going to play with his Etch-A-Sketch, and we'll be right back. Sure enjoyed our time together 
during our prayer series the last six months. If I pray that you have grown in your prayer life, that you have learned things about prayer, and you've had insights into what God uh, has for you uh, through your time with Him. And I pray this has been a blessing for you. Uh, so, Peter, I think um, as we wrap up our prayer series today, it's uh, it's been really fun to journey through this with you because we've had some really great conversations after the show. And I think I've learned a lot from you uh, just after the show as well. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's been a blast, Bill. There's been so much that we've learned. I know one of the guests that we didn't get a chance to talk about in the in the short hour with all of the, the six months of guests that we had, but was really compelling to me was the guest when we just talked about prayer in the unseen realm. It, and I don't fully understand how our prayer works within the unseen realm. And I have a book actually called The Unseen Realm right now that I'm going to start diving into. But, but Scripture really does invite us in non-wonky ways to engage in the realm of the Spirit. And, and I think that's something that feels uncomfortable and foreign to me on so many different levels. So I really appreciated having the chance for an hour to talk about that and wonder about what that looks like uh, as we are clearly talking about the the forces of this present darkness and the principalities and powers that, that Paul clearly had a worldview for understanding. So I know that was a significant understanding for me among the many things that happened. And like you said, the conversations both on and off the air mm-hmm. were really, really enriching all the way through. Yeah. And my wingman, Terry, thinks it'd be good to talk about repentance as one of the topics mm. in May. So put that on your list of possibilities. You good I like with it. that? I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For, I just, yeah. To, to develop the soft heart that quickly repents. We were just talking in my class this last week about David's response when Nathan the prophet hit him with that story. And, and then David was outraged by the story, right? And, and then Nathan said, well, this is you. And how quickly David changed his mind and, uh, and was brokenhearted by what he had done. To, to become people who are quick repenters and are easily brokenhearted by what they do is, I think, an incredible witness to our faith. Mm-hmm. And we had just recently Robert Morgan on, Pastor Robert Morgan, and he was so good, and he has such a gift. He's so gentle, and he's such a uh, teacher, and he, he's got so much compassion and empathy, and we both want to be more like him when we grow up. Safe to say? Absolutely. He was really... I've said it a couple of times today, so at the risk of repeating myself, he was yet another person that has been on the journey long enough, right? That yeah. it just it just came out of him. It wasn't a game of pretend. It was just who he was. Yeah. And he talked about praying in strength. And it was uh, something that just really resonated with me, and I know you. And I thought, well, let's play it again. And, and uh, here, this is Pastor Robert Morgan. The Bible tells us to rejoice always. Um, in fact, that's... Um, not just the New Testament command in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always, but it's found throughout the Bible. And, you know, we can't do that in our own strength. Katrina and I resolved, even with her multiple sclerosis, and there were moments when it was very hard on both of us. Uh, there were moments when when I was at the very end of my uh, strength and, and my patience, and times when she was too. But we kept stopping ourselves and reminding ourselves that we had to be cheerful, that we had to uh, go into every day determined to be cheerful. And we would say, Lord, give us strength. That was a very frequent prayer. In fact, we wrote a a book together called uh, The Strength You Need on the various strength passages in the Bible that God gave us. And I'll have to say the Lord did do that. He, you know, sustained us. He fed us invisibly. 
through some kind of secret pipeline from heaven by his Holy Spirit. And the book of Ephesians says that we should pray that God would strengthen us with all power uh, by the Holy Spirit and our inner being. And, you know, we didn't, we weren't perfect at it. I don't want to give any false impressions. We had um, moments of uh, anger and moments of anxiety. Uh, but, but looking back, I can see the Lord's sufficient grace. And, you know, prayer is the arena in which we can tap into that. Pastor Robert Morgan, can't do much better than him. No, you can't. I remember asking him, Bill, a little bit about the prayer for an outcome. Clearly, his wife, Katrina, was sick, and it was a sickness unto death. And we talked a little bit about what it means to pray for outcome, but even more importantly, what it means to pray for strength and courage to meet the outcome, whatever that outcome might be. And he was somebody that had tapped into, I think, that deep inner journey with God where you do find and otherworldly strength and courage, even if the outcomes don't match what you would desire to see happen. And, and I think that is among the many things that the beautiful kingdom of Jesus brings into our lives when we say yes and surrender, it is that kind of strength and courage that you just simply can't find when you try to anchor yourself in the circumstances of the world. And he was just so compelling, having walked through as much pain as anyone that we, we could talk to related to losing his wife and, and the misery of 15 years of a chronic illness. It was really, really beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. And another suggestion just came in about a, uh, doing a topic on the Holy Spirit. So you're going to have to contemplate all these, Peter, because you're going to have some <laughs> homework to do. Well, I think actually I just tapped out, Bill. I think I'm on vacation for the summer. So, <laughs> Is that right? So I hope you enjoy just... it. It sounds like a very intriguing series, and I hope, you, I hope you have a great time with it. Yeah. You're just telling me this now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, but you know, if, if you, you, you know, you, you probably learn a lot about prayer. You, prayer, you could pray about it for for what it's going to be. In I my think absence. I will I'm pray sure about it. Yeah, I think I will pray about it. Um, I do want to pray uh, for a caller that a listener that chimed in with a prayer request, um, mm. and she's got some struggles. And I know that there's a lot of people with struggles tonight, yeah. and I want to pray specifically for her and um, everyone else who's listening tonight. So. Maybe we can wrap up our prayer series by praying. How about that? I can think of nothing better. I think that's great. All right. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you that you hear our prayers. You answer our prayers. You are merciful. You save us. You have redeemed us, and you, you protect us. When we are in the midst of any kind of battle, you come alongside us, and you take our burdens. You always sustain us. And you are always good and always trustworthy. You have faithfully answered my prayers. And I think of the many petitions tonight that are out right now in the hearts of people and in the minds of people. And it's what's consuming them. And I want to have you take that worry, take that anxiety, and send your comfort in place of it. I pray that everyone who's struggling tonight, everyone who's got a very specific prayer request, that they can bring it directly to the throne room of heaven and lay it at your feet and know that you are good and you are trustworthy and you have never let us down. And so we take our restlessness, we take our our anguish, our anxiety, and we confess it all to you. And we pray that we can hand this anxiety and this turmoil and whatever it is that causing us pain, uh, that we can give it to you and we can 
let your mercy and your grace run over us and through us. So we're surrendering our, our burdens to you. Please sustain us. And we're trusting you to always deliver us the way you always do. And thank you for always listening, always hearing us, and always sustaining us in Jesus' name. Boy, amen. Amen and amen, Bill. I, th- I just think there's, we're in this together, right? Yeah. You and I and Rosie and the listeners, um, we, we've said yes to a, a king of an eternal kind of kingdom. And, and in that place, um, I'm with you. I'm sad that this prayer series is I'm coming too. to an end. I'm, 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 I'm anticipating the, the future series for sure, but there really was something sweet and special about talking to so many of the guests and being with the listeners in this space with a God who does hear us. He really does hear us. He really does care, even when it feels like he's absent. Um, in that absence, we begin to long more for his presence, and, yep. and it, it comes. And the good news is we're going to start recycling our guest list again. So, uh, I love that. I'm more, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm more excited to get some of our guests that we've already had on Prayer Series back for another topic. So I'm excited sure. about that. Peter, thank you so much for your friendship and your faithfulness uh, to Faith Radio. I uh, just love you and love spending time with you on the air and off the air. Yeah. Very, very mutual, Bill. Thanks, Thanks. so much. It's, it's just been incredible. You bet. That wraps up our show for the day. Thank you so much for uh, supporting Faith Radio and listening to the show. Thank you for all the great suggestions. I think coming like next Monday, we'll announce what we're going to be talking about on Wednesday on the Pro Series. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.